It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. I've been here telling you consistently that COVID is not over. But President Biden on Monday told Congress that when the coronavirus national and public health emergency declarations expire on May 11th, They will officially end this coming three years after the former administration first declared the public emergency. Now, under emergency status, the government has been able to provide many Americans with COVID tests, treatments and vaccines at no charge, as well as other enhanced social safety net benefits that help the nation cope with the pandemic. Now, once the emergency ends, many of us will face out-of-pocket costs for certain testing and treatment options. The change signaled that federal officials now believe that the COVID-19 pandemic has shifted into a more manageable, less deadly phase. But keep in mind, the pandemic has killed more than 1.1 million Americans. And as for it being over, well, 500 deaths are still blamed on the virus every day in the U.S. alone. That's about twice the daily toll of a bad flu season. But House Republicans were planning a vote proposing to halt the emergencies immediately. The White House responded by saying that abruptly ending the emergency declaration would, quote, create wide-ranging chaos and uncertainty throughout the health care system. A new study published Monday showed that COVID-19 has become the eighth most common cause of death among children in the U.S. And the World Health Organization has said the virus remains a global health emergency. Just saying, May 11th, huh? It's over because they say it's over. All righty then. Another day, another mass shooting in America. And this time we return to Florida, where officials in Lakeland, a town that lies between Tampa and Orlando, where at least 10 people were wounded in a drive-by shooting. Eight of the victims have non-life-threatening injuries, while two remain in critical condition. So obviously this hasn't made national headlines not enough death. But a mass shooting with 10 people shot, just an everyday occurrence here in America. But the fifth anniversary of the horrific shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, is just two weeks away. So of course, this is the perfect time for the Florida Republican Party to move forward with their plans to end the permitting requirements to carry a concealed weapon in the state. Really. With the backing of the fascist in Tallahassee, the Republican Speaker of the Florida House introduced legislation Monday that would make Florida the 26th state without any training or permitting requirements needed to carry a concealed weapon. What could possibly go wrong? Yesterday, we learned that two more police officers were suspended from duty in Memphis after the beating, murder, of a 29-year-old black man, Tyree Nichols. But neither of these two were fired or charged with murder, yet. But now comes news of the arrests of two EMTs and a lieutenant assigned to drive the Memphis Fire Department vehicle to the scene of Tyree Nichols' arrest. But that's about all we know. Two Shelby County Sheriff's deputies were also suspended, but neither officer was identified. Prosecutors have confirmed they're weighing additional charges against other people implicated in Tyree Nichols' death. Good. Keep the charges coming. The office of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg apparently has resuscitated an old case that it stopped investigating when Alvin Bragg took over the office from his predecessor, Cyrus Vance. And the case is a familiar one. 
On Monday, Alvin Bragg began presenting evidence to a grand jury about the former guy's role in paying alleged hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels. Daniels has said that she had had sex with him back in 2006. Trump's then-personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, paid Daniels $130,000 to keep quiet about it. Cohen pleaded guilty in 2018 to federal charges related to the arrangement, and Trump, of course, has denied ordering the payoff or sleeping with Daniels. But Bragg is reviving the case after delaying it to, I guess, focus on the potential crimes tied to the valuation of corporate assets by the Trump organization. But wait, there's more. Oh, yeah, the former guy is making a lot of news again, unfortunately. This time, lawyers for the former president on Monday filed a lawsuit against Washington Post journalist Bob Woodward and the publisher of his book, Rage, for releasing recordings of Woodward's phone interviews with Trump recorded in 2019 and 2020. The suit argues that the former president never agreed to allow the recordings to be made public, saying they were, quote, for the sole purpose of a book with no request to include the tapes in an audio book. All right. In case he didn't already know, There's a standoff in Washington, D.C. as the new Republican majority in the House is putting up roadblocks to the nation paying its bills. And now 24 Senate Republicans, that's nearly half of the conference, has signed a letter expressing, quote, outright opposition to any effort to raise the debt limit that is not linked to spending cuts. This group, led by Senators Mike Lee of Utah and Ted Budd of North Carolina, said any deal must include, quote, real structural spending reform that reduces deficit spending and brings fiscal sanity back to Washington. While the speaker, Kevin McCarthy, is meeting with President Biden on Wednesday to discuss the debt limit. Meanwhile, Ben Harris, the Treasury Department's Assistant Secretary for Economic Policy, warned that Quote, just the threat that the U.S. government might fail to meet its obligations may cause severe harm to the economy. They don't care. And finally, it seems that there are now a number of declared candidates running for Senator Dianne Feinstein's seat. But the oldest member of the U.S. Senate, Dianne Feinstein of California, told a reporter from Bloomberg on Monday that she would announce her decision on whether or not she'll run for re-election sometime in the spring. She said, quote, not in the winter. I don't announce in the winter. All righty then. And that's just a bit of what's news. For now, I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports, I invite you to listen to The Nicole Sandler Show. It airs weekdays, 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific on the Progressive Voices Network. Or you can get it anytime as a podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and at NicoleSandler.com. 